What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of Batty and the Brain. You're here with KJ and Simone. And we're ready to get it popping one more again this week. Woo woo! So, you know, we start off with our icebreaker. Hey, hey, hey. hey, hey. <laughs> so, KJ, I got some shit to ask you. Girl. girl. <laughs> Would you rather... Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know I'm all about the games and the foolery. <laughs> Would you rather take your athlete ex back? Mm. Or what? Or get a divorce. You What? That's too negative. <laughs> that is too... The people Ooh, don't know is, that... You is messy. That is too negative. <laughs> But you remember on podcast number one, pilot, right? Oh, okay. <laughs> no, you gotta give me a positive. You can't, cause both of them is negative situations. So how was I supposed to know it was it was negative? Really? And you could have been missing a part or something, girl. Um, look. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So give me, give me, throw in one, and then throw You're... in another a positive. Okay. Would you take your ex back or have another baby? Them negative. <laughs> Wait, a baby is supposed no. to bring joy, no, no, laughter, no, no, no. Okay, and wait, wait. peace. Let me clarify. My my daughter is a blessing, but I I don't want any more kids. So, so you taking the ex back? I read to have another kid. <laughs> <laughs> Was it that bad? Like <laughs> I just you know like you don't go backwards. You shouldn't go backwards. So you just gonna pop up with another baby? I mean, hey, if the Lord says, the Lord says. Come on says, with it. Okay. Amen. Amen. <laughs> he on spoken. I'm done. No, <laughs> Lord, if you can hear me. if you Don't do it. <laughs> just spare your girl. <sighs> so how was your week? What did I do this? It was good. I started working out this week, girl. Okay. Tired. Tell us a little bit about that. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, I, know. I mean, motivate the girls. Y'all get up, go work out, go get that body. I don't know if we may have a summer, but uh, you need to be a hot girl regardless. Okay. Like, okay. you don't need no nigga, hey. no man, hey. no woman to hey. sit here <laughs> for you to be a hot girl, bitch. Because I like taking my shirt off just in the mirror and be like, oh, bitch, five pounds down, five pounds hey. down, five pounds hey. down. Hey, 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 hey. But you know, like, um... My cousin got this saying. She'd be like, I work out because I want to look good naked. And, you know, I never thought about it that way. I've just mm-hmm. always be like, I want to look good. But then, like, you really do look a different way with clothes on than you do naked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so what's been, like, the the best part about working out this week? I think the best part is, like, the results at the end. Because I only worked out four days, y'all, four days. And I kind of, like, had, like, a little bit of a diet, but not really a, cause like, a big diet. I just watched what I eat, watched my calories, drank my little total life uh, changes stuff, and that's it. But I think the results, seeing it today, like how I showed you the picture and stuff, like, yeah. of the comparison to you, was like, damn, bitch. Like, yeah, yeah. You, that's how I be looking in the mirror, like, <laughs> damn, bitch, hold on. Yes, we all see you um, with your Beyonce, being Beyonce backup dancer. Oh, baby, did you see how that video was supposed to have went? <laughs> Nah, girl, that's cool though. That's good. That's yes. Really good. And honestly, I've been having a lot of more. Like I'm already an energized person, y'all. 
I've been just not being so tired, like waking up with energy, yeah, calmness, mm-hmm. like peace of mind. So I do encourage them, like, if you can, like, at least walk 30 minutes, it'll do something different for you. Like, I have, like, energy now. And it, it definitely, it it does help with, like, your mental health. Because right. after I had my baby, like, I did go out and start running. And that's when I was like, whoo, it's looking a little good up in here now. Yeah, you know, <laughs> do them, go ahead and do them 30 squats, three sets. Go yep. ahead and get that ass round. Go ahead and beautify yourself up. Like, build yourself up. People, like, I think people have that wrong. Like, you don't need other people to build you up. Like, yep, yep. Do your makeup because you want to do your makeup. I That's may not it. be going nowhere, and I'm going to do my makeup, period. Okay, like, okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> put them eyelashes on. Put them press on nails on. Make yourself feel confident because when you feel confident, when you feel peace, and when you feel whole, everything around you feel better. Yes, that is so true. You know. I totally agree. When I be looking at a piece of shit, I be like... Yes, like, you be getting mad at stuff, don't even know what you mad, mad at. at. You like, oh, well, I ain't got my nails done. Right. <laughs> you may, ladies, y'all may be with y'all niggas, niggas, y'all may be with y'all bitches, but uh, make yourself look good. So they yeah. can... So yeah. give them a reason to be like, damn, you better come home tonight. <laughs> like, that's all I'm saying. Like, give them that reason, like, to say that. Yeah, I mean... I totally agree, like, in any, I mean, like, we all go through stuff where we have, you know, like, our times where we just not ourselves, but at the same time, like, in no relationship should you ever let yourself go. Go. Yeah. Right. Never, never. So, speaking of letting go, when should we let go? And when we say that, y'all, I mean, relationship, jobs, when is it time to say, invest in me Mm kind of thing? When is it time to say, I'm tired of this shit, I'm tired of being in this position, when do you let go? Like, for real, for real. My thing is, it's always good to let go when whatever situation it is is no longer serving you a purpose anymore. Right. So, for example, um, when I was at my last job, so before I got hired there, I was like, okay, you know, like, I'm going to grad school. So I was in grad school before I started there. And so when I started, you know, like, it started getting a little complicated because I had a lot to do. You know, like, it was grad school, work stuff, mm-hmm. come home, have a family. Like, it was just so much stuff to do. So I started telling one of my old coworkers, like, okay, girl, like, I think I'm going to just stop going to um, to grad school. Because, like, what happened is they will post, like, the salary range for every position there. So what happened was I was looking at, like, salaries and, like, the job positions that people were doing and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, I mean, like, I could make good money, you know, like, without even going to grad school. Like, I don't need to go to grad school here. And she was like, girl, like, you know, like, she had been there. So she was like, girl, like, I don't, I don't think you should do that. Like, do not drop out. And I'm like, girl, well, it's, I got so much stuff going on. And, mm-hmm. like, grad school is expensive. And I can make the same type of money. Soon as I started thinking that. Stuff started happening with the job to where I wasn't there anymore. And, you know, I was like, that was just like a push from God to say, like, Mm -hmm. you are settling. Like, you are getting too comfortable. This was a stepping stone. You know, so, like, I feel like it wasn't serving me a purpose anymore. You know, so, like, just with everything, when it's no longer serving you a purpose, but... When do you decide that it's no longer serving you a purpose? And honestly, speaking on that, like... I think people fear a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because we know, like, certain things don't serve us a purpose. Yeah. But we're comfortable. Yep. Or we feel so secure or we feel like X, Y, and Z, like, people be having families, like, God, if I walk away from this job, 
Who gonna help me? Girl. And you know, and people be like, talk about faith, 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 faith without work is dead. Mm-hmm. And they constantly say stuff like that. But when you're really in that position, and it's like, yeah, I want to be them brave people who ain't got kids that can just walk away or who got a husband that will support them. Yeah. You know, like, I'm tired of this job. I'm about to quit. You know, but you have to think about the reality. Like, my child need health insurance. My child need this. Yeah. And, you know, and it takes a toll on people's minds to make them settle, I think. Like, I think even with me in certain situations, it was, like, comfortability. Like, if I'm comfortable, it's like... Yeah, you get laxed, and yeah. then you be like, "This is all it right here," mm-hmm. because you're so comfortable. And I think we have to get out that mindset of being comfortable and learn how to accept being uncomfortable. And you know what? I'm not gonna lie. Like, I'm guilty of being the person, like, because there are two two type of people. There are the people. It's more than two. It's like three, but okay. So it's three type of people. So it's the one person who's like. Okay, like, entrepreneurship is all it is. Like, if you're not owning your own business, then what are you doing? And then it's another person that's like, no, like, I don't want to own my own business. Like, I'm good where I'm at. And then, you know, like, there's the other person that's like, well, okay, I'm doing both. I'm working my nine to five to support my business. I'm guilty of being that person who was like, okay, like, and so what you own your own business? Like, do you have health care? Does your child have health? Do you have a 401k? Like, what are you going to do? You know, like, and so I really think this situation, like the COVID-19 really forced everybody to see all sides of it. Right. Because like, yes, entrepreneurship is a great thing, but like, don't, don't push, you know, like, don't push that on everybody. Because like you said, like some people are comfortable in their positions and what if that person, like, you done push entrepreneurship on them, and I'm the business not for everybody. Right. So, like, what if that person... uh, Hold on. Some of y'all that do own business ain't got the customer (laughs) service to be an owner of shit. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Shit. Like, y'all don't... Some of these people that own business don't need their own business. No, I agree. Okay, you know what? I wouldn't say that they don't need their own business. Maybe just that's not what they need to be doing. Well, they need to be in a bubble and they Go sell jam or something. <laughs> matter of fact, your business to be online. Like, and matter of fact, I don't even know you gonna need a secretary to handle your emails because your <laughs> communication skills be off. I mean, that's all businesses though, and that's another thing. Like, people try to say like black owned businesses are you know like really bad. Now, I ain't gonna lie, I've had some experiences with black owned businesses. Bad experiences. However, mm-hmm. I feel like that's all businesses, and then working, you know, like at different places, mm-hmm. you see what actually happens in the background. And so it kind of gives you, like, a light heart to people who own businesses because you're like, okay, like, it take how many of us to do this? And it take, it's it's only one of them, you know, mm-hmm. like, to do that. So you kind of get a little light heart. But, I mean. Yeah, but when you own stuff, you have to still kind of, like, be humbled about situations, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think people get big-headed. And I honestly want to say black women. Really? We, I feel like... Girl, we, you think that about us, girl? Yeah, I do. Because <laughs> I think we we have points to prove. We have a lot to prove. We do. That and, we do. And we don't want to fail. And that's why we be hard on ourselves. But then, it's like, it's some black women that have the personality for the business mm-hmm. life. But then it's some that make it seem like being a bitch is the only way to make it. And, yeah. that's, and that's not true. Yeah. Like, you you can make it being successful by being calm, by being nice, by being friendly. Like, you don't have to be a, a, the B word. Like, you don't. Yeah. Like, you can be a nice person and be successful. And I think people look at it when they see us, 
up high in successful position, they say don't they don't want to work under us. Mm-hmm. Cause it's so much mood swings, the attitudes, the sassiness, the the bipolarness, the it's just so much. And that's I don't what, think that. I don't think that. Girl. Now I do I I would say like about first of all, there's not a lot of black women. There's not a lot of women in leadership. And that fraction of women that are in leadership, it's not a lot of black ones. All right, and but. so I I do say though, like when I have been places and there have been like black women in leadership, I would say they don't reach down. And I'm not saying all of them, but I'm saying my experience, mm-hmm. they don't reach down. It's like, oh, I'm high and mighty, you know? Yeah, like, like you, like you, you Queen peasant. Elizabeth, yeah, yeah, like you little peasant. Instead of being like, okay, girl, like come here, let me help mm-hmm. you. Let let me kind of show you what it took for me. Like, whether it's this company or you go somewhere else, like, let me kind of show you what it took for me. You know, and of course, like, people need to reach out for them, mm-hmm. you know, but like, still, like, be be willing to reach back. Right. Yeah, but... And even, even when they have, like, regular... Not even being an entrepreneur, just being a manager or being a leader. Mm-hmm. And this is go for all races now. Like, I do feel like everybody needs to take a communication class. Hey, communications major, right here. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody needs to take a communication class because I do believe certain people don't know how to talk to people. Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know how to handle stress. Mm-hmm. Like, you you get the job because you got years of experience, mm-hmm. but can you mm-hmm. communicate well? Can you effectively teach somebody without making that person feel like a target or getting that person offended? Yeah. Like, you know, it's certain ways you have to do stuff, and I do feel like that's where a lot of management struggle at. I do feel like people that got lead positions or management positions don't know how to talk to people. Yeah, I do too. I think it's a mixture of some not knowing how to talk to people and some just really not giving a damn how they talk to people. And I do believe there should be a workshop for that. If you need to be, if you want to be a leadership, be in leadership, you should take a communication class, effective communication class. This is how you're supposed to talk to people when you when you're aroused in this situation. Mm-hmm. You, just because you're stressed because you need numbers or because you need this done, you need th- by this deadline. Mm-hmm. You can't talk to your employees any kind of way. Like you just cannot do that. That's how you get walkouts on your staff. That's how you, people don't want to be working under you. That's how you get complaints. And you think you're doing something, yeah. but are you really not? You you hurting yourself. I've only been to well during my career. I've only been to one place where they like mentor the managers in mm-hmm. other places it's like i you this job title today yeah you know like you got the promotion you've yeah. been here for five years yeah yeah and it's like girl bye like so speaking of just like um black women and entrepreneurship what do you think about like because okay i seen like a twitter post that was saying that most of the girls who host like the girl the girl brunch post or well the girl brunches or whatever like the girl boss brunches there you mm-hmm. go um like they really bullies so like they do it because you know you gotta buy tickets to it so mm-hmm. they do it to get the money from the people but then like they really bullies it's really like an in-girl crowd so for example just saying like if somebody you know like with a whole bunch of instagram followers hosted like a, a girl boss brunch or whatever like if me and you go like we really wouldn't get anything from them because we don't know them or their circle Mm-hmm. Like we'll just be there. You get what I'm saying, right? So like, I mean, I've never paid for one of them, Me so either. I don't know. However, there is a girl um, on Instagram, but I mean, like, she doesn't do stuff like that. Like, she just 
sell like her her books on like how to start a blog and stuff like that so like I have watched some of her stuff and like I do notice that she's very like nice to her followers and very inviting to them and stuff like mm-hmm. that but like the girl the girl boss brunches I'm good on that yeah <laughs> like I'm like, so good on it that's that's what I be talking about women that be having charge moments they just don't know how to talk to people I really feel like um if you were trying to help somebody, you would help somebody. Mm-hmm. It doesn't come with the $200 ticket. It don't. Yeah, it doesn't. Because you should know, like, as a as a businesswoman, it, it's not easy for you to, you know, like, start your business. Like, especially right. when you're starting it all based off of your money. Mm-hmm. Like, so you're charging somebody $200 to come and hear you talk, and you're not going to really even give out all of the gold, you know? So it's right. like, mm, yeah. I'll pass. Yeah. But you know who I do like? Who? B. Simone and her friends. I've, I've never really followed her. Okay. Because, like, she friends, but, like, all her friends in that circle mm-hmm. all made it all together. Okay. Like, it's her, like, Skin Keisha, and okay. another girl. But they all, like, it was on Instagram, too. Like, one of them just didn't make it. They all made it. And I feel like when you have that, that that's how, first of all, that's how friends should always be with one another. Uh, uh, yes. No, I'm not going against it, but I'm notating something in my mind. Keep going, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, when, you, when, you, when you're when you so-called friends, mm-hmm. you, you don't just not help your friends climb up the ladder, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I, like with me, I asked you to help me with my resume. Yeah. That's increasing me. I mean, it took me who knows how long, but I did. But you did it, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I have Chloe, like, for yeah. instance. And I call her right now, even though she get on my nerves and I love her. But if I call her right now and I need something, she gonna help me. Yeah. You know, like, it's just one of them things, like, are your friends really there motivating you kind of thing? Because if they're there motivating you, let's go back to the actual topic. Like, you shouldn't be settling for shit. They're going to tell you straight up, like, yeah. that, you know, like how you be like, that, that's not the right person for you. or Well, I don't say that. Okay, but your words <laughs> be basically saying shit like that. I don't say that because I, I don't know. Like, I can't, uh, I'm not that descriptive. You be like, that ain't the right person for you. I feel like, Ash, you could do better. Yeah. <laughs> but like or as you know your job is okay but you know you know your value you about to graduate you finna do this and yeah. that like you you got stuff going for yourself like it's oh, like your you. friends need to start checking y'all and i think yeah. people people mess up by not allowing their friends to check them but i hate it but i love it at the same time like See, check me when i'm fucking up I feel like that that goes all into who's in your circle. Because right. if you don't have the type of friend, like if your friend's goals do not match your goals, like if you over here and you like, yeah, I want to do this and I want to do that. And then your friends are like, oh, you know, like we're just going out this weekend. Like we just going to hit up this, we're going to mm-hmm. hit up that. Like they can't motivate you because they're not trying to, they're, they're not, not trying, trying to motivate themselves. Yeah, they're not going in the same direction. So right. I feel like you need to hang around and be around people who have goals. Y'all don't have to want to do the same thing or be going completely in the same direction, but they need to have something going, going for, for themselves. themselves. Yeah. Yes, girl. So, like, even, like, my best friend and me, we had a conversation uh, just recently the other day, mm-hmm. and I was telling her, like, you know, my goal is to be wealthy. You know, they mm-hmm. say, don't say you want to be rich, be wealthy. Mm-hmm. So I want to be wealthy. So anything that I'm doing from this point on out, it's gonna it's gonna question back saying like, is this making you wealthy? Is this a bill? Is this a liability? Like these are questions you have to ask yourself too. Yeah. 
like your friends can push you, but you have to want to push yourself at the same time. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that means being uncomfortable, mm-hmm. being Ooh. able to move mountains when you don't think you can move mountains. Yeah, you know, it start. You have to start believing in yourself. Like people, people get discouraged easily. Yes, easily, and it especially it, when you're doing something that you really don't know much, much about. about. Yeah, yes. Like even for us, this podcast, this is something new <laughs> for us. And how how long ago did we say we was gonna do it? Exactly about two years now. Girl, like I remember trying to get it on um, Apple Podcasts because it was like my goal to get it on Apple Podcasts. I don't know, I was just like, oh, although it's like really easy, but I'm like, oh, once we get on Apple Podcasts, we made it. Like it's no secret society. <laughs> but anyway, so like you know, like you had told me like put it on Spotify and put it on SoundCloud or whatever. So I was like, okay. So I did those because I did those first because I couldn't figure out how to get it on Apple Podcasts. Like stuff was going on with the artwork and all type of stuff. So I was like, man, girl, I was up until like two in the morning. And when they finally did it, I was like, I did it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I did it. I did it. And, yeah. and y'all, it was really nice. Like, <laughs> Girl, but yeah, like, but it's an accomplishment though. Yeah, it know? is. It is. So it's just... Don't give up on yourselves. Like, whatever. If you have a goal, if you want to own a business, mm-hmm. just own it. You know, start living in the end moment. Start doing things that you know you need to do. You know you need to save 40 or 60% of your check. Put it up. Yeah. So you can start your business. Or so you can succeed. Like, people want to just party, go out every single weekend. I feel yeah, like in our, at our, um like, at our age range where we are now, like, no. No. It's time to settle. Like, and when I say settle, I mean, like, it's time to just sit your ass down. That's what I mean by settling inside. Mm-hmm. Sit your ass down. Focus on your goals. Mm-hmm. What do you see yourself in the next five years? Like, they used to ask this and they used to ask us this in high school and middle school. And we used to just write silly shit down. You know, I'm very big on that. Like, right. I'm very big on five-year plans. Mm-hmm. So, how do you organize your goals? Um, honestly, it sounds lame and corny, but I still use that little gold chart that they said, make it measurable, reasonable. I don't know that. So tell us about it. I don't, can't really get in too much detail. (laughs) I just do it now. It's like a habit, but I don't know all of it. I know, like, they said, make your goals realistic, you know, make it measurable, you know, give it a time limit and stuff. When and break it down too. You brainstorm it and break it down to them brainstorms. Like, how do you expect to get from point A to point B? Okay. And in between there, just in case a delay happened, what you gonna do? What is your backup plan? Yeah. Back. My thing is, backup plan is always the best route to go. Like, you always need a backup plan. Okay. So you don't feel like when you get to that brick wall, you just stuck. You just stuck. No, yeah. you climb over that shit and keep going. Like, yeah. Don't, okay. Don't push yourself in that, and don't make unrealistic goals. Like. Bitch, you know you can't. You might be able to, but if you want ten million, ten million by the end of the year, and you only got six months left, is that a reasonable goal? What are you doing? I to mean, what you're willing to do? do that's what I said. But, but if you're not being a stripper, or you're not being a drug dealer, or if you're not being something, or you're not selling products, or you're not, what are you doing? Kind of thing. Like, yeah. what are you doing to make that goal realistic? That's when you start measuring it. That's when you start weighing it. That's when you start. Looking into it. That's when you start discovering it and investing into it. When you start actually going into it and and actually um work on it and actually dig deep in it, that's when things start kicking off. Yeah. That's when you need to start doing your research on your stuff. Yeah. 
So when you do your research, then yeah, I understand. Okay. So for me, um, like whenever I do my goals, like that was an accident. But <laughs> y'all trying to text my mom. I can't <laughs> text her. But anyway, so um, like whenever I do my goals and stuff, you know, I'm heavy on the five year plan. So I'm like, okay, at the at the fifth year mark, where do I want to be? And then I start from there and I work down. And I'm like, what does it take to get, you know, like, to that point from where I am now? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I think of backup plans in my head, but, like, on that sheet, there's no backup plan. Mm-hmm. Because for me, I'm like, okay, if I hit that brick wall, just being me, I know I'm not going to stop. I know I'm going to get over it. So that's why I'm like, it's backup plans in my head. Like, right. I know, like, okay, like, you got to do something else to get over that. But... I'm like, nope, on this sheet, this is what I got to do until I get to, you know, like, that fifth year. Mm-hmm. But I really think that writing your goals down um, has a lot to do with right. making them happen. Go ahead and create that vision board. Yeah. See, I don't some... like to be cutting out magazine paper. But, you know, I didn't even, <laughs> when I created my vision board of this year, that's because it's halfway through the year now. Mm-hmm. Oh, girl. And it's starting, well, almost halfway through the year. And I looked at that vision void, and I checked off, like, one or two things, and then I was just like, shit, I got six months left to figure this shit out. And it, and then that's when you're in that corner again. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I had a goal, and I want to achieve it. Mm-hmm. Like, you start feeling like, I don't know. I guess when I don't achieve my goals, I feel failure, like a little bit of a failure. But then at the same time, it's not being a failure. But I am going to push to make sure I achieve it. Yeah, so I don't feel like a failure when I don't reach my goals, but I hit like a very sad point. Yeah. Like, like, I get very sad. I get like, very sad. And that's wrong? not healthy. Yeah, like, you'd be like, <laughs> what's wrong? You'd be like, nothing. Like, I get... I don't know, like, I just don't want to be bothered because I feel like, well, what was I doing if I didn't do this? You yeah, know? and become like, irritable. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, y'all, but don't do that. Don't, yeah, <laughs> don't do that. Like, don't get back do up yeah. and try again. Just dust yourself off and try again. Right. <laughs> Aaliyah, there we go. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but, um, you know, it's just one of them things, like, people don't, like, being uncomfortable and you got to be uncomfortable to succeed i have found that you have to be uncomfortable in a lot of situations Mm -hmm. to make things go Go. yeah Yeah. like you would think and i'm not saying like you have to be disrespected but there are times that you're gonna be uncomfortable like it's not gonna be what you want Want. it's not gonna be what you want but the ending goal will be what you yeah now that's totally different than going on a path that's not what you want that doesn't meet your goal Mm -hmm. like we're not saying that we saying to go on a path and don't, you know, like, exclude certain things. So, for instance, like, if your goal is to, I don't know, let's say your goal is to be in a management position one day, and the position you're in, you know, you're at this company, and it's not working out, and you're like, man, like, I am I never see myself getting promoted here. Like, mm-hmm. they've promoted so many people over me. Like, it's not going to happen for me here. And then you get offered a job at another company, but it's a little less money than what you wanted to make, but... It's leading straight to where you want to go. Right. Don't be like, oh, I, I can't I can't take that because it ain't, you know, like what you, I want. Right. Yeah, it's like, okay, you never know what's going to happen. Like, you might take that job and you never know where money going to start coming from. Or you never know, you know, like you might get there and then three months later, boom, you got a raise. Yeah. Like, you just never know. Yeah, and that's believing and having faith. Yeah. You know, God got you through it all because, you know, I... 
honestly speaking, like through this whole pandemic thing, it's like nobody knew where their money was coming from. Mm-hmm. And I could understand. And that was scary. Yeah, and that's scary. You losing your jobs and stuff like that, getting your hours cut. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like every time I even used to I talk I talked to what you call her about it, um, Miss Officer about it. Um, when my job first said they was cutting my hours. Mm-hmm. And I was only working like ten hours a week. Yeah. You know, and you'd be like, I'm coming to work for Ten hours. What am I about? Like, yeah. And then like ne- that following week, or not even that following week, later on in the week, and was like, well, they're gonna do the pandemic pay thing, the continuation pay, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But it's just like, I didn't want to get discouraged. Yeah. I didn't want to take my faith away either. Um, stop believing. I just told myself that things are gonna work out how it needs to work out. Yeah. Every time. You know, it always just worked out how it needs to work out, whether I needed a babysitter or extra money or it's just always worked out in the way it needed to work out. And, you know, I'm a good person. I help other people, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's when your karma start coming back. Yep, on you, you know, yep, yep. it'd be those times where karma comes back and whether it's good or bad, what you've done to others in the past, yeah. it has a cause. Yeah. I don't there's no way around that, you know. It's, it's just no way around karma. Because what you do to others, it's going to eventually be back done to you. Mm-hmm. And people think that they can just get away. No. It may be it may be when you're 50 years old and you're on your deathbed. It, oh, like, I'm just being... Imagine, um, imagine being on your deathbed and you just getting the worst of the worst. Like, the nurses ain't taking care of you. You're like, look, God, your I'm kids already ain't coming. coming to see you. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. It's just however you treat people... You, it's no way you getting away from it. No matter, I don't care. You I, just, yeah, you just get what you get back. You know? I believe that, and I, I get it. Like sometimes you're young and dumb, but when you know better, you're supposed to do better, kind of thing. I don't even like. I don't even care if you're young or dumb, young and dumb or dumb, whatever. I don't care because I feel like as a person, you can feel what feels right. Mm-hmm. Like you can feel if you feel like something's wrong. Right. Like you know, like sometimes you don't do something wrong, but you say something, and you like, oh, I, I feel like I gotta hurt their feelings, or you know, oh, I feel like they kind of did something to them. Like you can feel when something's yeah. wrong. So like. Even if you didn't know it at the time, you felt it after whatever happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, you can go apologize. And if you choose not to apologize and act like you didn't do nothing wrong, that's on you. That's on you. That's, like, <laughs> I think I say most of my crazy shit when I'm drunk. <laughs> <laughs> like, I be, like, on 10 when I'm drunk. But, you know, I, I do apologize how I say stuff. Not are you apologizing now or no? <laughs> oh, okay. No, I'm not. I'm like, <laughs> I do apologize for apology. how I say stuff. Cause sometimes the way you say stuff, it is it's fucked up sometimes. Yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah. And I had to learn that that just because you feel that way, you have it's a certain way you have to say things. So I hear from a lot of people that my delivery is not the best delivery. Like <laughs> Like, people tell me that. But the thing is, like, I have tough skin. And, like, my... Okay, it's it's weird to explain it, but, like, my feelings get hurt very easily. But, like, I've always been in positions where I didn't have the time to, like, sit and be, like... And I didn't have the time as in, like, I had to keep pushing. Like, I couldn't dwell on my feelings being hurt. So, because I've built, like, a tough skin on myself, 
I feel like everybody else have tough skin. I know that's not true, but you know, like I don't think about it. I'm just like, oh, well, whatever. They're going to be all right because I was all right. You know, like, yeah. but I mean, I do admit it's something that I need to work on. Delivery. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like, I just feel like it also depends on how people are raised, too. Um, I was just talking to my aunt about this, too. Everybody's raised differently. Like, I was raised in a two-parent household. Mm-hmm. I come from a place of pure love and care. Mm-hmm. Even, like, like even now, I'm I'm very family-oriented. You mm-hmm. see me with my family majority of the time. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm very family-oriented. Even my friends that I have, they're like my... Y'all like my sisters. Yeah. So, it's like, I, I come from a different place. I come from a place of love, peace, you know? Imagine a little flower girl. Yeah. Little, that's me. <laughs> yeah. And my feelings get hurt really easy. But they get hurt easily because it's like, you know, you do, you're a good person kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So when you're in that position and people are constantly doing you wrong or mm-hmm. bad mm-hmm. kind of thing, mm-hmm. that's when I'm crying to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not crying, but I be sometimes exploding too because I don't like, it's like... I'm sensitive, but, like, I'm crazy on the inside, like. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, it be fighting each other sometimes. Because they be like, don't cry, fuck that shit. You okay? Yeah. But then in the back of your head, it's like, but you do care about this person. Or you, you know, you have that sense of that that moment of you. Like, yeah. that's who you are. Like, you can't get rid of it. Yeah. And people be like, you're so sensitive. Yeah, but when you get me to that point of going crazy, mm-hmm. you gonna feel it. Yeah. You know, but I don't want to let nobody get me to that point because I shouldn't let nobody out. Well, nobody should let somebody on the outside change who they are. Mm-hmm. First of all, that that's not me. I'm not about to make you. You're not about to make me feel like a bad, bad person for that's having my a, main. Thing. Yeah, for having a great heart or yeah. being caring or being loving. You're just not about to make me feel like that because at the end of the day, when I'm 80 years old and I'm wealthy and my kids don't have kids and I'm, my kids taking care of me. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm gonna be in that thing. But you know, even even when I'm 30. 30 years old and I'm and all my goodness that I have done in the past mm-hmm. shows out on y'all what you gonna say besides she had a great heart she she was caring she was loving like honestly speaking like and, and this is why I say it goes back on people's situations because I didn't I had a dad who had um he had cancer or whatever he passed away mm-hmm. but through the midst of that struggle he, he was so happy. He was so happy. Yeah. And people don't get why I be so happy or why I just be trying to be free spirit or why I do what I do. Yeah. It's because I have a, I had a nice parent household. Like, we laughed, we cooked, we played, fight. We did stuff together. Like, yeah. it was an amazing household. Yeah. And so when my dad was sick, he taught me, he left me with that little piece of, don't matter how people treat you or do you, mm-hmm. you don't change your your character. Mm-hmm. Like I know my dad has some bridges that that he people burned, yeah but, yeah no, not he burned but people burnt with him. Okay, like, like for instance, my dad didn't like my sister ex boyfriend y'all. Oh lord, Let, let's talk about <laughs> it. But my sister ex boyfriend got locked up, mm-hmm. and my daddy went to go bail his ass out. That was for your sister. That's because he loved your sister. But still, <laughs> no, girl, now you ex, now you get a boyfriend in the future. Talk about some bell. What? What your parents at? You know. I'm like, first of all, why you running around here with that badass little boy? Right. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, all the good that he left on earth, mm-hmm. like 
it was just so much greatness. Like people, my cousins now, they be like, bro, we miss your daddy. People, really, my dad was, my dad had like a big ass funeral, everything. Like we had about a good four, five officers. <laughs> Girl, it was one of them big funerals. You know, you be waiting for the light to change. Yeah, to come yeah. It was one of those. Cause he was loved by so many people. And that's good. Yeah. And so when, when he loved, he loved that with me kind of thing. Like, I, that's what I got from him. That was my since that was my best friend. So mm-hmm. that was my first best friend. Mm-hmm. So with when he left that, it's like you can't nobody that comes into my future, my present, can break that spirit of me. Yeah, because that's something that lives within me. So however I treat you is because that's what he gave me. Like, yeah, people, I hate my child's father, y'all. I really don't like him. <laughs> but the moment this motherfucker calls me and ever asks me for a favor. Or needs help, or needs anything. Like, let me just say this: like, me and him was broken up, and I couldn't stand him, and he he had lost his job, and I got him on at my job. Mm-hmm. Despite the bullshit that we go through, when you help other people, good things come back to you. And yeah, it never felt like it never felt. It, my whole life, my whole years. Good have always came back to me. I feel the same way. Yeah. Yeah. It it does. Like, And I'm not going to lie. Like, sometimes things happen to me and I'm like, oh, why is this happening to me? Like, oh, my God. But then, like, the way that, like, the situation flipped is amazing. Right. Like, at the end of it, I'm like, oh, really? I Like, I didn't know this was going to turn out like this, you yeah. know? <laughs> but that's how I say, y'all. Y'all just have to do what, what feels right, you know? If somebody do y'all bad, don't do tick for tat. Yeah. Because it's not going to get you nowhere besides in jail. That's exhausting. <laughs> that is so, ex- that's like a whole nother job. Imagine, mm-hmm. like, imagine somebody doing something to you and you got to do all this research on how to get them back. Like, yeah. just leave it alone because it's only going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you. It's it's only going to hurt, hurt you. you. Like, yeah. Y'all just boss up. I mean, there are a lot of people I'm still waiting on apologies for that I know I'm never going to get. Girl. But at the same time, you know, like when you look at them, and you look at the person that you were to them, and you're just like, you know, this you're still year, out there looking miserable. Yeah, huh? <laughs> you know what? This year, I think I had three exes apologize to me. Hmm, growth. It was, and like they still check on me, which is weird, but it's so fucking weird. <laughs> like I'm like, damn, y'all really are checking on me. Like I really care about me. They, nah, they checking for you, you're not right. on you. <laughs> Like, which I really want. <laughs> but honestly, they gave me closure a little bit, you know, to that I am a great person at the end. Like, because, you know, you break up with people, you be like, damn, what the hell I did, like, to do this and that. But when they apologized to me, all three of them, I was like, well, shit, let me take a sip back then. Thank y'all for your apology after all these years, like, 2014, 2012. Like, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not a closure person. Really? No. Like, <laughs> I didn't ask for it. You know, they just. I know, but like, because I feel like whenever I expect closure from somebody, it opens up the door for them to enter my life again. Ooh. So I'm like, I'm, I hate that you did what you did to make me feel the way I feel about you, but you know, like, oh well, too bad. But then, like, I sit back and I look at, the things that are wrong with them. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. When they apologize, they apologize, but it gave me a relief. Like, yeah. Like, 
okay, cool. Made me feel like I wasn't that crazy. I was going to say, because this whole time you were holding on, yeah, not holding on to them, no, but, but holding like, on thinking that it was you. Right, that yeah. it was me, and it was the fact that y'all wasn't mature enough to handle me. Oh, okay, yeah. that's what I was Okay, <laughs> she going to throw a little insult yeah. in. But, you know, afterwards, it's like, okay, I'm going to walk away. Like, it's not like I'm trying to hit y'all back up because I don't. Like, I don't. Yeah. The only person I still talk to in my past, it was my child's father. Yeah, because we have a kid together and we have an on and off relationship. And when I say relationship, I don't mean together. I'm talking about as co-parents. We have on and off <laughs> co-parent relationship. So just I, I wanted to ask you this before we uh, switch gears about like the entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. So like, what are or give us a little bit like some of your goals? Or Ooh. I don't even know if I should say for 2020 because I feel like we were dealt like an unfair hand in 2020. You know what? Honestly, though, I didn't. I don't feel like 2020 was unfair. Really? I don't because you have to look, change your perspective of it. Okay. You got time to know who you are. Like I got time to know who I was in mm-hmm. 2020. Like it taught me that I don't want to be working for people. It mm-hmm. taught me that I'm better than what people project me as or what you know mm-hmm. people has a view of me as mm-hmm. you know and it allowed me to love the parts of me that people find an issue with me mm-hmm. and then you know those parts that you don't love about you and people find an issue with you is 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 sometimes hurt you and okay. you, you know people be like you're such a freak like first of all when i was little people didn't like me because of my skin color because because of my attitude. Gold. Yeah. Why do you don't like gold? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I, growing up, I really had it. Like, yeah. I was the bully. Like, my family told me my mama swammed over on her back and dropped me off behind the trash can. That's how my parents followed, followed me. My sister used to tell me I was adopted, and I cried because my mama yeah, really like... didn't have no baby pictures. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, stuff like that, I, I don't feel like it's best to tell children that now. Like, yeah, no, know, no, it's, no. it's not best to say stuff like that because those parts that people did not like about you, it it, it catches up to you in your future, especially when you're dating people. And then it's like you try to perfect those parts that you've been judged by your family about or mm-hmm, your friends about mm-hmm. or your, well, your so-called friends. Mm-hmm. You know, you and when you're with somebody, you really sit here and try to perfect that side. But in reality, just leave it alone. I got that will make you beautiful. I got bullied all the time. All the time, like, and I'm not a confrontational person. Like, mm-hmm. I wasn't raised that way. So, we, I, I went to some hood schools, but, <laughs> but I was not, you know, like, I wasn't raised that way. Like, right. my mom brought, like, my mom was a single parent, mm-hmm. and she brought us up in, like, the best, the best way. Like, right. really, like, my mom did an awesome job, and, like, we didn't see a lot of stuff that the kids at my school would see. You know, like, we, a lot of times, I'm trying to see. Hmm. So when I was in middle school, uh, my sixth grade year, we didn't even live in the neighborhood for me to go to that school. Mm-hmm. We thought that the school that we lived by was too bad. So, which it really wasn't. But I don't know. Maybe at that time. I don't know because I wasn't making any decisions. So I really don't know. But yeah. I don't think it was. Um. But anyway, so, like, the kids at school I went to were ghetto. Like, they were ghetto. And, of course, they were raised differently. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I would get bullied all the time because people would pick with me because they would know, like, I'm not a confrontational, you know, type of person. And then on top of that, I was tall and skinny. <laughs> and so, you know, like, in middle school, the boys haven't reached their growth spurt yet. So they yeah. live, like, you know, like, they short or whatever. So, like, I was taller than almost all the boys. I was skinny, like, awkward looking. I was like this. Like, my butt was all tucked in. <laughs> 
And like, I just feel like people would mess me off the simple strength because, you know, like, I didn't know to cuss nobody out because I wasn't, I, I wasn't right. Like, if my mama felt like I thought a cuss word, I would get in trouble. Right. <laughs> so, like, you know, like a lot of stuff they were doing, I didn't know. Like, I used to have to lie and sneak to do a lot of stuff that they were doing. Like, yeah. kids, we had this thing called the candy house. So, like, kids would walk to the candy house and, like, I would have to lie or ride home with somebody else just so I have time to walk to the candy house. Like, <laughs> I know, but, like, I don't know. I just feel like people, people bully people not basically because of what they see. So it's like a product. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like if you're in a bad home and like your parents are fighting and like your parents being mean to you, you're going to go to school and be mean. Mm -hmm. You know, like, I I, I don't know. I just feel really bad for children who have to be and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and I agree. But that's my goal. Yes, because I'm over here talking about (laughs) right right (laughs) (laughs) But like, I know I want to be Mm. Honestly speaking, I want my own business. Mm-hmm. What do you want to do? That's what I'm figuring out. Okay. So 2020 is still making me figure it out. Okay. I sometimes, how I look at it, I do want to motivate people. Like, okay. you know, I want to either be starting a big sister club or, you know, mm-hmm. even though we have them, but they don't really talk about them. Like, I do want to eventually go out there and help little girls out who have them bully oh, issues. You know, you know, <laughs> to make it a safe heaven. Like, yeah, I, I do want to do that. That That's one of my major goals in life. I want to give back to the the little girls, the molestation, the mm-hmm. rape, the hurt, the pain that they go through, because those are the ones that need the help because they feel like they don't have nothing. And, yeah. some, and it, it's very rare when some of them take that hurt and take that pain and make it something beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like. I want them to feel safe, you know, I, and I'm not saying I want to be a foster mom, but I want to create a building where it's a platform and where it's, it's, it's a safe haven there. Yeah. And they can come to it and they can talk. Like, I'm not a guidance counselor. Um, I, I thought about being a counselor before, but in reality, it's not even about counseling them. It's yeah. about sometimes listening just on them, letting them know that, yeah, I'm an adult, but I've been there and I've done that. Mm-hmm. I, I felt some of the pain that you went through. And I'm here for you. And I want you to know. And I want and you know, I want it to go bigger. Yeah. You know, I want I want celebrities there to talk to them. Cause every celebrity don't have a, a, a fairy tale story. Yeah. So that those are one of my goals in life to do. Is okay. to like give back to a community of girls. Like I feel like we I'm not saying we we don't overlook them, but we overlook them. Sometimes. I think that we do too. I like, that that's been one of my things. Like I wanted to go to high schools mm-hmm. and talk to girls. Yeah, like I just remember that time, and it was not easy. Right, like you don't have it. to have sex with that boy your freshman year high school. Yeah, like you like peer pressure, suicide, all that stuff been going on. And more now and more body lately. image. Yeah, like oh my god, it's just. Every like we got Megan Thee Stallion, we have Beyonce, but y'all idolize these girls. But really, like people make controversial statements about Lizzo, about Tokyo uh, Vixen, like. But these are women who body shapes are not a size zero or size one. Yeah, and I'm and I idolize. I mean, not idolize. I like admire that about them that they can show out their confidence because that's what some girls need. Because every girl. Ain't a Beyonce. Yeah. Oh, I found that out quick once that baby popped <laughs> out. I was like, who am I? You know, 
even with that, postpartum, like oh, yeah. people go through depression. And I think girls, I'm not saying guys don't go through depression shit, but girls, when they're depressed, our minds hit the lowest. It affects a lot, lot. of things of us. Like it affects our outside image. Mm-hmm. It affects the things that we do from then on, like how we let people treat us. Like one person just like with one little bout of depression can spiral into her having six kids and six baby daddy. And she looking up not knowing how she got there. And all she probably wanted was love. That's crazy. And that's why I want to teach girls to have self-love first. Yeah. Learn learn how to love yourself. In high school, me personally, honestly, I'm going to just be real. In high school, you shouldn't be dating. Girl, I hope my daughter don't. Oh, she gonna want to. But I know, like, I know it's a thing, but that's a trend. Yeah, I it's don't a think trend. you should be dating. You shouldn't either. be dating. And your freshman, sophomore year in college, you okay, should not be well, dating. Well, wait a minute. So I think you it's cute to like maybe go on dates. Go on, like, on dates. But when you're trying to say I'm like about boyfriend, to marry, gr- boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. I don't think that you should do that no. in, in high school either. And your freshman year in college, y'all need to have fun. Yeah. I re- I honestly regret not being single my freshman year in college. My, my freshman and sophomore year in college. And girl, I had some fun. Exactly. <laughs> See? Because I was so worried about being the wife. Yeah. The, the image. Like, the ideal family kind of thing. When there is not one. Right. I had a... Not. First of all, my child's father was seven years older than me with one kid already. And I was little old me. Freshman year, sophomore year, trying to take care of... Be stepmom. Girl. Like, come on now. And then another thing with me, like, I was always in a relationship. <laughs> See, and I hear people say that, but I, I cannot say that. Like, I was always in a I always liked somebody. <laughs> Girl, literally, high school, I had a high school sweetheart. We mm-hmm. broke up in 2014. Got my child's father in 2014. Dated around, uh, no, not dated around. I dated him. We was together. When we broke up, we was on and off. When we finally broke up, I was like, Whew. like it's like you don't know what to do with your life yeah. at this point because you've been in a relationship majority of the time. So that's why I feel like your high school years and stuff, it needs to be about you. You it need does. to learn. It does. You don't know what love is in at high school. You don't know what life is going to bring you. Right. And it's very hard to stick with your plan on life because at that age you don't owe uh, our plan to anybody. Right. So it's very hard to stick with your plan when you're dragging people with, with you, you or when you're trying and, to drag along with someone else. Right. And my high school sweetheart, if I would have just stopped actually dating, I probably would have been in Virginia State University or somewhere far. Yeah. I wouldn't probably be in state, but when you're in a relationship and you like with the heart that I have or, or a big heart and you really love this person, you really care about this person, but that person ain't trying to go to Virginia with you either. <laughs> you make yeah. deci- you make sometimes people make irrational decisions. You know, I do feel like that. You mm-hmm. make irrational decisions and you settle. Yeah. And this is what we're talking about. Don't settle. Like, go ahead. Fuck that relationship and you leave. <laughs> go out to college, boo. You may, yes. find, you go, may find your rich husband out there. Go ahead and leave. But you don't know who you're going to become. Right. Like, I mean, I, I do think that, like, you're going to become who you're going to become regardless. regardless of what obstacles. But, like, you don't know what that person is going to place upon you to create those obstacles. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, you don't know who you're going to become. But just for anybody out there, like, stick to your goals. Love yourself. And I mean, like, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. 
Hold on, I did have a quote I had seen. Let me see if I can find it because okay. it was a screenshot. So let me see. I so while we waiting on her quote, um, I'm gonna get into a little bit of my own goals. Okay. So I am in between. I mean, like I I want, like I said, like I straddle the fence of like wanting to work a nine to five, but also wanting to be an entrepreneur. And I I assume that once I take that leap of faith, and if when business pops off, then I will no longer straddle that fence. However, um, I do have some things coming. Ooh, 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 what you got, girl? Uh-uh. I'm going to tell you off the air. I'm hey. going to tell you off the air. <laughs> hey, that's messed up that I have to find on air. <laughs> we we talk, had a we whole car ride together. No, <laughs> we've talked about it before. So, oh. you are, yeah, you already know. We, we talked about it before. And it's it's stuff that I've talked about to you before, talked about doing before. Oh, okay. Just really didn't get into it. But like you said, like, this quarantine is... Bringing it all out. You got your quote? Mm-hmm. Okay. But let's you tell your goals. Oh, I did. I said I got some things coming. <laughs> oh, that, that was the end? Yeah, I mean, that's what I want to do for this year. Because I feel like we're already halfway through this year. And then I do feel like this um, quarantine has, like, pulled things out of me. Mm-hmm. Because it's things that I've been wanting to do. But also, again, I straddle that fence of wanting to work a nine to five. So I kind of feel like I was bored. And had no choice but to bring out. Because I'm a creative at heart. Mm-hmm. So, like, I love to write. I love to do a lot of stuff. So, I felt like bringing... That brought a lot of it out of me. Like, having to find something to do. Yeah. I think 2020 was one of them years that made people sit down and reevaluate life. Yeah. Um, But the quote that I wanted to leave with for today, it says, Procrastination is a form of self-sabotage because you are basically telling yourself you will be worthy of a better life tomorrow. Yes. Yes. I love that. So don't just sit around and procrastinate on life because... First of all, tomorrow ain't promised to nobody. It's really not. It's really not. You are self, self, self self-sabotaging. Yeah. Like, that was a tongue twister still. No, I just, I think self is the important part because a lot of people think that things are not happening for them and to them for certain reasons, but it's like, no, you are self sabotaging. So, yeah. So, just, you know, I say if you don't know your life is ending tomorrow, live it. That Mm -hmm. means take that risk, call that person, text that person. Find out a business opportunity. Invest in yourself. Do all that. You have 24 hours in one day. If you don't do nothing within them 24 hours, every day you should go home and ask yourself, what am I doing to better myself? What am I doing that I, what what made me a great person today? Or what can you do to better yourself? Because we have days where we're like, I can't do nothing today. Like, I'm just not feeling it. But then sit down and say, okay, what can I do tomorrow? Right. Or what can I do today that's going to make me feel better for tomorrow? Right. Like, I didn't want to go working out. I really didn't. But I seen them extra pounds trying to catch up on me, too. And I was like, oh, hell no. I didn't want to come here. but (laughs) We here. Yeah, we here. We committed to it. Right. And we here. So I say, figure out. If if this year ain't no, if this year don't tell you what to figure out in yourself, I don't know what else to tell you because all y'all doing is sitting at home. Yep. Y'all still kind of sitting at home because the clubs ain't opening. The bars are hardly opening. The club, girl, the address open. Oh. <laughs> but you know what? Somebody I, was but like, you know what? Is it considered a 
club or a bar and a restaurant? I think a bar and a restaurant. Because when you label it as a certain yeah. thing, because like Prospect is a bar and a restaurant yeah. and it be popping and it was popping all week. Like, Somebody was like, oh, that next batch of COVID going to be good. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, y'all not practicing the six feet social distancing stuff. But, you know, I just feel like 2020, people say it's a, it ruined your year, but me and KJ just made a whole business right here doing our we podcast. We did, and we got some more coming. Right. We got some more coming. So, you know, we have ideals. Girl, like, guys, y'all just need to start. If y'all want to be a barber, go ahead and go to barber school. You know, this not just for the girls either. Guys, y'all y'all know y'all potential. Y'all know that what y'all best at. Y'all know what y'all do. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying because some people may take this the wrong way to go out there and have a, a fan page or anything. <laughs> Be like, y'all just started my rap career. Right, right, right. Support, I, support your boy. <laughs> like, first of all, sir, you know you can't even hit a bar correctly. Just stop. Okay, go ahead and go to law school. <laughs> No, really, because that you know what, y'all, we gonna hit y'all with the next episode about what's for you and, and what, what ain't you, for yeah, you. Like what you need to realize. Cause some people just need that little extra push. Don't be a rapper. Don't be <laughs> don't be a singer. Okay. We need lawyers too. We, we need, need lawyers. lawyers. Okay? We need black doctors. Like we, we need, need y'all in the in the fields, okay? Yes, we yes. need y'all to show out. It's more to us than rap. <laughs> it is, girl. And singing. Like and some guys can't even sing, so, <laughs> like, mm. well, all right, y'all. We hope that y'all enjoyed y'all Thirsty Thursday. Hey. Looking forward to speaking to y'all next week. Yeah, we out. <laughs>